Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. Um, first off, happy late Valentine's Day. This was supposed to come out on Tuesday the 15th, and it is very clearly not. Give you guys a brief update as to why I'm posting this episode late. Um, the zoo has gone through a bit of turmoil this past week. Not going to get into the nitty-gritty, but it has been very chaotic here the past couple weeks. So, unfortunately, the podcast kind of took a bit of a backseat, and um, yeah, this episode is now late, and I apologize for that. I will do my best to keep that from happening again. Now, I do know that you have many options, many, many options for podcast choices, So I do thank you so much for choosing the Feenstra Zoo uh, to take up even a little bit of your time. I appreciate it so much, and I appreciate every one of you rock stars out there. And I would love to ask you to do me another favor. If you could share the Feenstra Zoo, nothing is better than word of mouth saying, hey, this is something I enjoy, check it out. I would love to grow my listenership. I would love to reach more ears. And for that, I need your help. I can't do it alone. I try, but you saying that you like it is far more enticing than the guy who makes the podcast going, hey, listen to my stuff. So if you could, share it with a friend. And if you are so inclined, while you're online head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh, leave me a review. Doing so increases my visibility, helps the algorithms, bumps me up on the charts, all that jazz. If you care to, write a review. Five stars would be great, but I want you to be honest. All right, that's enough of the housekeeping. Time to get into tonight's main question. What does it mean to love intentionally? And subsequently, what does that look like in your life? As many of you may have noticed, the title of this episode is shockingly similar to last episode. That's because the theme and tone of everything is shockingly similar. What it's like to live intentionally directly relates to what it's like to love intentionally. So, as you can imagine, there's a lot of overlap. First off, just like life, 
Love doesn't happen on accident. It's a choice. My marriage works because Shalane and I wake up and choose to be in love every day. But it doesn't just stop there. Just because we choose to love, just because I choose to love Shalane, that's not enough. Love without action is empty. It takes effort and it takes acts of service and submission and supporting each other in every way to make this work every day. Next, the art of love, and I do believe it is an art, is a skill that you can learn. Of course, there are plenty of books you can read and podcasts you can listen to. Tag the Feenstra Zoo. Or if you want to learn this skill, easy one. Shalane and I have talked about it a lot. Uh, talked about it a lot. Sorry. It's the 31-day creative love challenge from Jeff and Elizabeth Gee. But the the point of it is to learn how to love your partner, to learn what works for them and what works for you. Learn their love language. Another good book, by the way. But like any skill, you need to practice it to perfect your craft. If you want to get better at golf, you need to hit the range, you need to fine-tune your swing, and play frequently, and invest hours and hours and plenty of money into this game. Or any craft. That's what it takes to perfect it. That's what it takes to get good at anything. So why is your relationship worth any less? You should invest in your relationship just as, if not more readily than any other hobby or any other craft, to perfect this. Speaking of getting creative, gentlemen and ladies, get creative when dating and pursuing your partner. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with dinner and a movie, and I'm not, oppo- I'm not opposed to a night like this at all. But don't let it be the only thing you do. Change up your date nights. Change up your intentional time. If you need some inspiration, here, let me give you a little bit. Shalene and I had a chat, and here is a few from our highlight reel. A few of our not best dates, or I guess some of our favorites, most memorable, ones that stick out to us anyway. So, our first date night. I think I've shared this story before, but I love it. So we we got together, we we're going for dinner, which great place to start any date because you sit across, you isolate yourselves, you you get a chance to actually talk and connect. We went to dinner at a place called Open Sesame in Calgary. It's one of our favorite spots. It's basically a stir fry joint, um, but they've done it so so well great atmosphere great place for us to talk it was awesome then from there we went to the calgary zoo for um, an event they call zoo lights so anytime around christmas they open up after dark they have thousands and thousands and thousands of christmas lights 
all over the zoo, lighting up specific enclosures. It's super, super cool. We walked around um, the Calgary Zoo, absolutely froze to death because it was like minus 50. And both of us were dressed to impress, not dressed for practicality. So we froze as we walk around the zoo and it was it was magical. We just got a chance to like truly connect. It was awesome. Another great date night we've had, um, we set up a big blanket fort in in the living room and we got some junk food and pulled out the Nintendo Switch. We played Dr. Mario and a bunch of other games that were creative, great time to connect. Shalane and I are competitive, so I'm sure we threw words to each other that were less than kind, <laughs> but it was just super fun, and it didn't cost us a penny. It was just good, again, intentional time, good, just dedicated time for each other where we could connect and come together. You see, date night doesn't have to be about the money spent or how extravagant or Instagram-worthy it is. It's about the time, the ability to spend loving time with your partner. So get creative and you can create a masterpiece with your spouse or just keep it simple. Sit down at the table with a coffee and a game of crib or cards or maybe tonight is the dinner and a movie. But the point is, take the time, spend the time with your partner. The next thing I want to touch on here is create a story that you're proud to tell. Shalane and I love our story. It's unique. It's something we can celebrate together. When we look back on where we were eight years ago to where we are today, we, we love to reminisce on all the things that we've overcome and all the things that we've changed about ourselves and all the ways we've grown. Not just ourselves, but as a couple. The things that have bound us together, the things that define our story from someone else's. You see, I, I'm proud of where we've come from. We <laughs> were just a couple of kids who thought we knew what love was when we stood in front of our families and said, I do. We had no idea what it actually took to make this relationship work. So now, eight years later, I'm not quite, pretty close, we were proud of who we've become. And I do mean who we have become. Because the next thing I, I want to touch on is the principle of sharing. Now, if you've been listening for any length of time, you've heard me talk about the principle of sharing before. Let me break it down for you real simply again. It's basically the act of how I become we. 
you see, when you spend any length of time with each other, with yourself and your partner, you inevitably pick up things from each other. You pick up each other's idiosyncrasies, your mannerisms, the, the way you say things, they start to blend together. But the principle of sharing takes it further. Again, it makes it intentional, where if I love something that Shalane might not necessarily love, say, video games, but I still want to share that part of my life with her. So I pass her a controller when I'm playing my favorite games, and she doesn't necessarily have to love what I love. That's just fine. In fact, I don't expect her to. But she'll try it because it's something I love. In this way, we've found that, you know, Shalane really doesn't like Call of Duty. I don't blame her. That's a love-hate relationship for myself, too. But she does love Dr. Mario or Mario Kart or we'll play Just Dance together or... There's a, a retro video game back from the PS2 era called Champions of Norath. It's actually stuff she enjoys doing with me. So I still get my video game time, and I still get time with my wife. Here's a, a pretty fresh and recent one. My wife loves the TV show Outlander. Now, a week ago, I chose to give it a shot as well because she absolutely loves it. She got super addicted, crushed all the current seasons that are out in like a couple weeks. It was crazy. So I was like, well, there's got to be something to that. So I started watching it as well. Turns out, I also love the show. But it was this principle that actually turned me on to um, the book A Love Letter Life from Jeremy and Audrey Roloff which started me down this path several years ago to want to share this podcast like that it was a life-defining moment that i found in doing something reading a book that shalane loves that i wouldn't necessarily have picked up by myself the whole theory is that if your partner loves something and you love your partner, there must be something in that book, in that TV show, in that game, in that whatever, that you can find to love as well. And then when you try it, and if you find anything that you enjoy in that act, in that game, in that whatever, you've now created a tie to your partner doing this over 10, 20, 30 years, you create all these little ties to each other that you're so bound to your partner after a while that you're completely inseparable. This is the whole core of the principle of sharing. Just creating binding points between you and your partner pretty substantial act that in doing this and creating these ties I suggest changing a couple of vocabulary pieces as well eliminate the word I 
when you're referring to this household. So instead of, I forgot to take out the trash, it's, we forgot to take out the trash. This goes both ways. So when something goes wrong on a personal level, it's no longer, I have to figure out a solution to this. It is, we can figure out a solution to this. This principle creates we out of I. Now, we are late to dinner because we took too long to get ready. The accusations are no longer pointed. They're a household. You're a united front. But it also is great when you're celebrating. We got that promotion. We created this. We have a podcast worth listening to. It's the principle of sharing. Now, to build off of this pretty nicely, actually, with the principle of sharing, the next step is to forever be a student of your partner. When you get to share each other's life and share each other's experience, it creates a really easy path to pursue your partner. Now, I, I mean this literally. Like when you were dating, you were trying to find out everything about this person. This shouldn't change when you get married or when you progress 8, 10, 12, 20 years, whatever, down the path of a relationship. You should constantly be seeking after your partner, constantly be trying to learn who the new them is every day, every year. You're... I'm not the same person I was when I said I do. I'm actually quite proud of this fact. If Shalane stopped learning about me when we said I do, she would wake up tomorrow morning next to a stranger. No one wants this. <laughs> no one wants to go, good morning. Ah! No, you want to wake up next to the person that you trust, the person that you know. So I encourage you, I think it's necessary, it's a requirement to constantly pursue, constantly learn your partner's new favorite thing or least favorite thing so you can avoid it. If Shalane stopped pursuing me, stopped learning about me when we got married, I would have a very bland diet. Since Shalane and I got married, she's pushed me to try new foods. She's pushed me to expand what I like, even in the kitchen. And I mean, I, I grew up meat and potatoes. I was pretty simple and pretty happy. You know, I cook a steak and some baked potato and maybe a side salad or Caesar salad, something like that. And I was good. I was happy. It was simple. I liked it. But now I'm, I've been pushed and I like so many more foods now. And it's great because I, I enjoy eating. I enjoy food. I, it's great. All thanks to Shalane. But the point of this tangent is that if she stopped pursuing me and stopped learning about me, we would not know that 
I like all of this. And I mean, food is a really surface level example, but it, it tracks forever a student of my spouse. It is my joy to pursue Shalane every day, to learn something every day about her. And some days it's really simple, just I learned how her day was, what was the high and low of today. But sometimes I actually get to learn something new from her childhood, you know, a situation comes up and it sparks a story that I'd never heard before. And I get to learn about my wife. It is a deep soul giving, a, a life giving experience when eight years down the road, I get to learn about Shalane. This is part of the process of becoming one. You know, Genesis, it says that two people, two bodies become one flesh. Two souls actually come together when they're wrapped around God as a core. You become inseparable. The thought of ever walking away is never an option. You and your spouse have become one. Now, because we live in a broken world and we're broken people just trying to do our best, this is sometimes really messy. So part of learning how to love intentionally is learning how to fight properly. Now, we've co-opted a word from Jeremy and Audrey Roloff, um, or a phrase rather than a word, of heated fellowship. Because fighting is ugly so we don't fight in this house we have heated fellowship now rule one about heated fellowship rule one is that it's not you and me versus each other it's me and you together versus the problem again coming back to becoming one person if someone wins a fight, if it's you versus me, if someone is a clear winner, we are both losers. If I win a fight, it means that I'm fighting the wrong thing. When Shalane and I butt heads, which happens from time to time, it's always in an effort to become stronger as a couple when we have disagreements we find solutions that benefit this whole household when we fight or he have heated fellowship there's some guiding rules that help us not to fight dirty i'm not going to go into an exhaustive list here just give you a brief few don't bring family into it stays off social media don't drink when we're fighting we don't go to bed angry at each other and we always come back to the same bed we don't sleep on the couch it creates division it's not healthy so yeah we don't do it if we need to work something out 
we stay up, and we work it out. There's more to get into, and actually I think this deserves its own episode. Learning how to fight, learning how to have this fellowship, however heated it may get, just remember that it's us versus the problem. Shalane and I have a saying, it's you and me versus the world. Reminding ourselves of this lets us always be on the same team. We're always in each other's corner. We always support each other no matter what. Again, we've come together. We have this intentionality in our relationship that we choose every day to love intentionally. Another good and easy segue. We support each other. We encourage each other. We have dreams and goals of our own, of course. If I want to change career, or if Shalane wants to change career, or we have new goals, new dreams that we want to attain, I support Shalane, and she supports me. I don't ever actually have to ask if she does. Of course, we'll have a conversation what I choose to do with my career path, whatever, it affects the whole family. We'll have this conversation, but no matter what, I know I have her support. We encourage each other in those dreams. So when I wanted to start this podcast, perfect example, it's a new venture. It's going to cost money to set up the equipment, get programs, everything. It's going to take time. It's going to take resources. It was a bit of an undertaking. Still is a bit of an undertaking. But we had this conversation and Shalane's like, if you want it, let's do it. Let's go. Let's get it done. and We'll do it properly. And every step of the way, I've been doing this over a year now, Shalane has pushed me to be better. She's helped me. She's been on countless podcasts with us. It's it's the encouragement that, you know, if I'm stuck, she's like, okay, let's bounce ideas off each other. Let's, you know, I come down, I sit at my desk and I, I have these notes around me that Shalane has written me over the past year or so. And they're just good, simple, encouragements so that if I'm doubting myself I just have to look to my right or to my left and I see her handwriting going hey you're a rock star keep crushing it and I I know she's in my corner we encourage each other and we support each other's dreams and goals now like I said a second ago what I choose or what Shalane chooses affects the whole family so something that this intentional love creates because it's not just Shalane and I it's Tinsley it's Hadley it's our extras this family is on a mission now Shalane and I we share very similar views but our our family our home our mission as a our home is that we're inviting people When you walk through the threshold of my door, you feel that this is a loving home, a safe place to come, where there's always food on the table, 
and there's always a pot of coffee waiting. That, for now, is our family mission. To make sure that whoever walks through our door is welcome. This intentional love pours out from Shalane and I to our children, to their friends, to their friends' parents who we have over. It all stems from God's unconditional love. Then his cup pours into ours, our cup pours into our children, and so on and so forth. So part of loving intentionally, I put in here, I think it's important, is to be a family on mission. So my family is pretty easily defined, you know, my wife and I, my children, but define your family. Set out your framework. Is it yourself and your cat? Is it, you know, maybe you have a dog, not a cat. Maybe it's fish. Maybe it's a parrot. I don't know. I would love to know. I love pets. Send them, send their pictures my way. But define your family. Whatever it is for you, it might be different. It might be your parents and yourself. It might be grandparents, aunt and uncle. I don't know. But define what your family is, sit down, and find out what you're living for. What is your family's mission? And then support each other in it. As always, guys, this is never an exhaustive list. These are points I've thought it crucial to make in what it takes to wake up every day and choose love. To wake up every day and to be intentional with how you love and to make your partner feel that love. And the flip side is for you to feel that love from your partner. This is all I've got for today, guys. Thank you so much again for choosing the Feenstra Zoo. Thanks for giving me your very valuable time. I appreciate it. Like I said at the top of the show, I would love... If you could share this with a friend, with family, whoever you think is going to like it, I would love to grow, expand my listenership, I'd love to be heard by more people. And of course, this is a conversation, so find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, reach out to me. I want to hear your questions, your thoughts, your concerns, send them my way, and I promise I will I'll read or listen to every one of them because I love hearing from you guys. That's it for this week here at the zoo. Guys, God bless. Have a great week.